This is just gonna be Maddie and Kristen's comedy oh my hour. God, basically, exactly. Nobody will understand what the hell we're talking about, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> exactly. That's why they'll listen. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is How to Be Me Again, a podcast. Oh, I forgot to say with Kristen and Maddie. She's Maddie. And she's Kristen. <laughs> and she almost forgot my name. Who are you again? Already, we're off to a great start. Yes. Um, this podcast is all about how to take care of ourselves. Uh, it kind of uh, came about when I uh, found myself working over the last eight months in a terrible, terrible job during COVID pandemic. Everybody stressed out, and it was such high pressure. It was honestly the most stressed out I have ever been in my entire life. And I had a lot of people, um, they could see how how in crisis I was, but didn't really, I think, know what to do about it. And fair enough, I understand that. Uh, but a lot of people would say to me, well, make sure you're, you're taking time for yourself. Or are you taking care of yourself? Or, you know, all of those things that we've kind of been taught to say as the self-care things. Um, and I, would, I found myself getting really angry and irritated by it <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Someone please explain it to me. Taking time for myself, like, well, yeah, it took an hour last night to play on my phone or like scroll through Instagram and go nowhere with it. And then I just got bored and fell asleep. Like that's my time for myself, you know, and I wasn't feeling filled up by anything that I was doing. I didn't know how to when you're in that desperate of a mindset, um, I didn't know how to bring myself out of it. I had no tools in my toolbox to do any of that stuff. I didn't know what self-care was. Um, and so I kind of thought, I kind of started formulating this idea of how, how do I learn how to take care of myself? I've never really been taught properly how to do it. I mean, I had a fantastic family and great parents, but at the same time, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I we're going to do some stuff about emotional stuff down the road. Uh, but so I'm excited. a highly sensitive person. What did you say? I just said so excited. I love oh. you. Let's dive in. <laughs> Let's get to the emotions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I was like, and I said to you earlier <laughs> that I'm like, I think we're going to have to do the emotional one maybe a little bit sooner than yeah. what I thought. I'm like, mm, I'm going to need to delve into this. Yeah. Every day I'm coming up with different stuff of, oh, we're going to have to tackle this. Um, but yeah, I just think that I never really learned how to take care of myself. And I think that a lot of people are in the same boat and we're throwing around all these terms of wellness and self-care and, um, all of that stuff. And I, I just think we don't really know what it looks like. So I'm on a journey and Maddie's coming along with me, (laughs) um, to, to learn what self-care looks like for me and to teach myself how to do it. I think it's a learned skill just like anything else. I don't think, you know, I think we have this misconception of self-care being something that um, it's, it, you know, you're taking a break. Take a break for yourself. Go have a bath or, you know, have a spa day or whatever it is. And yes, those are all great things, but I, I don't, I think it's, it's more difficult than that. Mm, so much and so much of what you I'm like this is why I should have had a notebook and I stupidly don't (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why but there's so much of what you just said there that like is just like light bulbs are going off for me because there's stuff like you saying 
this idea that people and this is so common people are doing it out of love and out of care for us but this idea of like I hope you're taking care of yourself I hope you're taking time for you and I can't help but hear that and think there's so much judgment baked in to Mm, that sentiment where it's like, well, if you're not doing well, then it's probably because you're not taking care of yourself. So I hope you're taking care of yourself. And it's kind of just, I don't know, it's like the pressure to perform almost at self-care is like heightened when we're in these states of stress or when things aren't going as well in our lives. And I hate that precedent that's kind of like applied to so much of those moments in our lives yep so I feel like we need to talk about that (laughs) yes that's one yeah well and I also think like building on that idea is that when like I would have sometimes where you know I would just sit and I'd have a really rough day have a big meltdown and my husband has to deal with it and you know you know he's trying to do everything to help me and I'm like I just need time or whatever having my freak out And then I end up playing a game on my phone or something like that. And he's like, well, but did you do something for yourself? And I immediately, even though I don't think he's meaning it in a judgy way, and I, you know, I know he wasn't, um, but I, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought because this thing came up. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, yeah, the, the judgment of or the guilt that I would feel for not using that time wisely. Oh, yikes. I mean, it's so funny because so I have a two and a half month old daughter, our second daughter, and my husband and I are going through this like, you know, we don't get a lot of time to ourselves anymore <laughs> in between mm-hmm. like me running my own business. And right now he's at home taking care of the two girls for, you know, uh, paternity leave. And we have been experiencing this thing where like either one of us will carve out some time for the other to like go and have alone time. She's kind of rare, maybe happens once a week if we're lucky. And both of us have commented on the fact that when we get it, it's like almost more stressful than when we didn't have it because we're like, I've really got to make this time count. Like, what am I going to do with it? And oftentimes, like, almost the stress moves me towards going and, like, doing more scrolling. And if I'd done it with, like, we're going to talk about this in, you know, forthcoming episodes but like if I come with more intention around like I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna play heyday and that's what I'm gonna do (laughs) like maybe I would have enjoyed it more but it was so funny when I did the same for him and then he was like I found that so stressful I had three hours and I was like oh my god what do I do (laughs) it's so interesting to hear that a man felt that way too because I feel like so much of it is our female brains that we are always looking for things to be doing and things to be, you know, what needs to get done and the multitasking Mm. and constantly going. Not that men don't have that, but I think men deal with their, you know, their problem solvers in a different way. And I feel like they're able to simplify things in a different way and just deal with the problem at hand and fix it and move on to the next thing. But you know, in a, in a way that's you know refreshing. <laughs> well, and to your point, I would be really interested, and maybe this is something we could do as like a future episode. I'd actually be really interested to like almost interview a couple of men in our lives because I have a theory that I've just come up with on the spot. Oh, because you don't have a notebook. <laughs> because I don't have a notebook. <laughs> um, I have a theory that men are actually better at self care than women because they are Probably. taught. And like because of the types of things that men are 
um, encouraged to do, supported in doing, playing team sports, going out for beers with the guys. Like, I feel like they have more societally accepted um, outlets that help yeah. them to build that self-care. I feel like it's because there's something else that I wanted to point out about what you said in the beginning of the episode about we're not taught this as kids like and we're not yeah. right this is a a skill set really undervalued skill set because so much of what and like I almost feel like self-care is a like a term that's not really going to apply to this podcast because it's too overused <laughs> and we're like gonna we're gonna disrupt the space and <laughs> <laughs> but you know I feel like so much of the self-care kind of um, rhetoric that exists in the space is especially around women we're constantly fighting against this idea that it's about massages and it's about all these things that are kind of seen as like indulgences when men's stuff isn't indulgent it's normal it's accepted and again this is my theory practical because usually that's I think they tend towards the more technical mechanical mindset type thing not all of course but yeah it's a bit more you know I'm gonna go zone out and like play with my tools or you know my husband goes and he fixes his bike you Mm. know and that's kind of his way to to relax his mind and to zone in and do something else and you know all the mindfulness stuff and all of that kind of thing yeah, I think that's um, it's an interesting thing to look at. I hadn't really thought <laughs> before this about the whole gender no. difference between it, but hearing that that your husband had that that same reaction that you had was really interesting. But and interestingly too, because I think whilst we had a similar reaction in like how do we use this time, I think the list of things that I could use that time for were vastly different to his list. Like my <laughs> list true. is like what's the stuff I need to get done. Like probably like oh, I could go and clean that closet out without having little fingers in there trying to grab all the things, yeah. which is like admin, like like personal admin, like household admin kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, as opposed to him being like, do I go for a run? <laughs> do I, <laughs> do I, you know, yes. like watch this show I've been wanting to watch? Like, and that's probably a little unfair. I'm sure he had some things on his mind too that were yeah. kind of like personal admin, but I feel like my list is, I have to, and again, I, I'm really curious to like actually test this and ask some men, but yeah. I almost feel like I have more to overcome and more permission to give myself to be like, it's okay to do yeah. nothing. In fact, like one of my favorite quotes, and I'm not going to be able to get it exact, but have you seen Eat, Pray, Love, the yes. movie? I've yeah. never read the book. I'm not one of the people who reads the books. I'm one of the people who just watches the movies. <laughs> So sue me. <laughs> but, I haven't read the book either. I watched the movie. Wonderful. Right? <laughs> Julia yeah. Roberts. Um, I know. But I love when she's in Italy and they were in an um, Italian barber with some of her friends that she's made there. And they talk about the beautiful, like, what is it? Like the beautiful nature of doing nothing or something like yes. that. And how it's very Italian to like just do nothing and just indulge yep. in the moment. And it's like a cultural thing for them. And I always think about that because I find it hard to just sit and do nothing. And I do catch myself sometimes like sitting in my sunroom on my lounge, like just kind of like looking at the trees and like, oh, I'm having an indulgent moment of nothing. But why do we think that's indulgent? And did you feel guilty afterwards at all? Or like sometimes. thinking, oh, I better get up and I better go get do this. I sometimes do this I do. Now. Yeah. You know? Unless I like really go, no, this is a good thing. Like I'm sitting here. This is going to yeah. help me later. But 
but also the practice of sitting there and like giving myself permission is also kind of exhausting because it's like I'm constantly yeah. judging those moments to be like, yeah. is this okay to be doing? Is like, I don't think yeah. I'm fully Italian yet. <laughs> like I, I haven't hit peak Italianness in in these moments. <laughs> I'm what? still You're judging not? it. I know. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. I was like, but what do I know that's Italian right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm often eating pasta in those moments too. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a cannoli or something. <laughs> Just the full experience. Yeah. Oh, so many stereotypes. I, <laughs> I just think like what I want from this project is so that we can actually have those moments and and create them for ourselves and not feel guilty about it, not worry about it, and make it more normal. I think and I don't know if it's just a North American thing. I do think being in North America is definitely, you know, everything here is fast paced and it's all about work you know taking for me taking time off now after that last job literally almost killed me I've actually run into a few people where all they ask me is well what are you doing next you know everybody wants to know what I'm doing next and my answer has always been well I'm taking time off to take care of myself because that was awful like I actually you know I've kind of started I'm an obliger, so it's very hard for me to do things for myself without, and anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about with the obliger, go look up the four tendencies and do a little quiz online, Gretchen Rubin, it's very, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say this in a bad way, it's a little bit basic, but it's, it's very important, it really helped me reframe how I look at myself, so for me, I'm an obliger, I very easily and quickly will do things for other people but I have a hard time doing things when it's self-directed and for myself so what I've kind of started to do a little bit in order to to help myself in those situations is I separate myself in certain ways so I'll either look at myself like I'll be the big boss you know and and think okay if my boss was looking at me right now and would I would they be happy with the work I'm doing in whatever situation and if I say well no my big boss would fire me if they mm. saw me doing this poorly of a job you know or whatever so part of me is like okay well you know if when I looked at this last eight months this last year and I looked at myself as a caregiver not as a boss say my mother you know go let's go do therapy right now <laughs> I'm my own child my inner child <laughs> you know like when I looked at myself I'm like wow I did not take good care of myself at all like I really let myself down and that's a really disappointing thing to see like that was really hard for me to admit that I actually had control in that situation because it's easy to say oh it happened to me and it was, you know, this terrible thing I was in, but I had control. The thing that I learned from it was, why did I let myself get into that situation? Why did I let myself, like, take it to that level? Why did I let it get go so far? I could have, it would have been hard to stand up in that situation and quit my job and let disappoint a bunch of people, you know, make a bad name for myself you know air quotes <laughs> I forgot people can't see me <laughs> <laughs> I can see you I know what you're talking about <laughs> you know what I'm talking about you're picking up what I'm putting down um so 
you know, like it would have been really hard in that situation to make those choices, but that would have been better for me to take care of myself in that situation. And I think, I think that that's life. Life is hard. Life is fantastic and life is great and life can be wonderful and beautiful and all those magical things that everybody talks about, but it's hard. And in order to take care of yourself, it's hard. If you're taking care of anybody else, it's hard. Like, you know, Maddie, you have kids, you know, and you love them and they're wonderful children. Like, they're great kids, but it's hard when, you know, you're getting up and having to take care of them, but you do it. That's (laughs) it. Well, and like so much of what you said there, like the thing that resonates for me is choice, right? Like Mm. you have, this is the thing I think when we feel victim to our circumstances, we forget that we have choice and that when, even if you're not actively like outwardly saying what your choice is, you're making a choice, even if it's kind of like passive, right? Yeah. And what you just said there about life being hard too is true. And I think we need to more actively choose what kind, what, what version of hard do we want? And this has been something that I've really been playing with them, especially in the last six months, if not like 12 is I'm choosing to do hard things that benefit me as opposed to just like experiencing hard things that I'm kind of letting happen to me in terms, especially when it comes to say boundaries. And I'm sure boundaries is something we're going to talk a lot about, (laughs) which I'm so excited about. Also, there's going to be a lot of singing from me. Anyone's wondering. And not um, very much for me because that's going to be painful. <laughs> except for when I feel like we're going to have to just, just for, for, just because we're going to have to do a good shirt. A good shirt. Yeah. And yeah. explain what that is one day. Yeah. <laughs> In a bonus episode. But you'll have to listen to the next episode to Exactly. Hear to know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I figured that like the hard thing that I did, especially over Christmas, was setting boundaries with family members. And that that's hard. Like kind of like the same what so you were talking hard. about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's, I chose that hard. And so what comes as a result of that hard and of those choices and of those boundaries that I laid is in service of my future self, as opposed to just something that kind of keeps perpetuating right because it was also hard dealing with the the various things that were being violated in terms of my boundaries yeah but by doing the hard thing of like laying a boundary saying the uncomfortable thing having the uncomfortable conversation meant that now I'm having more ease in my life you know and so what you were saying there about like yeah I think life is hard and we should acknowledge that And we need to start choosing what version of hard we want to participate in. But I also think it's also acknowledging that the more you do something with anything in life, the more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, you've set, you've, I know you and your life have set in the last, you know, since I've known you, Mm. however many years, you've set a lot of boundaries and I know you have to keep setting them, especially with, you know, family situations or whatever, but it's gonna get easier as you go through it. Every time you do it, it gets easier and you learn more about yourself and you get more comfortable doing that same thing. And I think that that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this project and kind of the whole um, way that we've set it up. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have, every single month we're gonna choose a different area that we're gonna focus on. And we're gonna try to, basically what we're doing is we're building our toolbox of all of our tools that we can use when we're in those moments where we're desperate and we're feeling really low 
we want to make those tools really accessible to ourselves. So that means repetition, learning what it even is, what we need in the first place. So that's the first place to start. And that's where, you know, these monthly kind of experiments are gonna lead us to see if that's even something that's gonna resonate very much with us. And I'm sure there will be months where it'll really be something that's key for me and maybe doesn't have as much of an effect for you, Maddie, and vice versa, right? Or maybe both of us are like, oh, that really wasn't, you know, it was good, but it wasn't really like a key thing that I needed. Um, so kind of what we're going to do is, you know, go through four episodes for each, each, I don't know what to call it, each item, each. Yeah, maybe we'll have to figure figure out what that's going to be. To come, to be, to, con- come. to be Some determined. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it yeah. out as we get, go along. Um but yeah, and we're, we're going to kind of work through it and give ourselves little tasks. And if you guys want to follow along and join us, you know, on the journey, that would be awesome. And we'd love to hear, you know, how you guys are doing with it. We'll have all the social media stuff up on Instagram. We are at how to be me again uh, on TikTok. We're at how to be me again as well. And that's all we've got set up now for now <laughs> but we'll get there i don't know maybe we'll, we'll, we'll or maybe we'll decide that's enough and it's simple yeah, and <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah so that's kind of kind of the the preliminary start of where we are and what we want to achieve and we're going to see you know where it takes us and build our toolbox so that we can almost train ourselves to care of ourselves mm. you know we have to learn it and we have to be better to us and you we know take what? care of everybody else you know oh especially as women you know like that's yeah. that's so even you know having I have two daughters and so it's something I'm almost shocked by that is so ingrained in me when I notice it is how much we condition our daughters or our, our the women in our lives to take care of one another take care of others you know and like and to put their own needs second to the needs of other people it's like I it's amazing how deeply I believe in this stuff and yet I catch myself in moments saying things to my daughters where I'm like oh go and take I'm like whoa (laughs) like let's rein that in absolutely but I also wanted to say you were saying about how you know maybe there's going to be months where I'm not so into the experiment or you're not so into the experiment I I think that element of this whole endeavor is really beneficial to me at least because I am a recovering perfectionist as I'm sure (laughs) you are and many of our listeners will be for just a second I was like what's she gonna say what is she recovering from I totally was expecting some scandal (laughs) I'm actually a sexaholic (laughs) recovering everything's all so clear now (laughs) do you need to recover from that I think you do um but no so I through this like experiment the experiments I have this uh real habit in my life where I will research something to within an inch within an inch of its life because I'm so well there's two things at play right I'm a perfectionist but also I hate double handling so I will do everything I can to avoid having to do something that's not going to work out and I like this endeavor because it forces me to try things that sometimes I discount or just never get a chance like I never get to the point of trying because I've talked myself out of it and I think so I in Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies framework I am a what am I again 
a questioner. questioner. <laughs> Baby brain my husband's the same thing and I talk uh, to him about it all the time. All the time. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a questioner, which means that I am uh, driven by my own beliefs around things. Like I uh, will satisfy my own uh what, what's the thing that we they satisfy with the tendencies it's your like expectations basically yeah yeah so i satisfy my own expectations i'm not too worried about other people expecting things of me unless i believe it's important i won't do it and yeah. so sometimes that sounds like a great thing especially like i know obligers <laughs> who are like that would be so much easier but i know i wish sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is that it also makes it challenging because i if I really believe in something, I'll take action. But it can be as simple as reading the wrong Instagram post that like adds a new perspective that challenges what I used to think that makes me go, yeah. oh, well, that's not worth doing anymore. And I'll just yeah. give up really easy. So it's actually interesting to me that in this experiment, in this endeavor, this podcast and working with you, I am adding a level of external accountability that I actually believe in. And like, cause normal yeah. external accountability doesn't really matter yeah. to me. So thank you for that. But yeah, I'm excited because like, I hope to find things that I'm like, oh, well I tried that out and you know, it wasn't for me because I'm yeah. not normally okay with that. Yeah, mm. it is hard. Mm. And that's the thing too, even for me, even though we have very different personality types, for me, it's that thing too of like, oh, well I have a hard time sticking to things and actually like, like staying with something so that you can actually see the progress mm. you know I think I'm a perfectionist but also was as a child allowed to give up on things very quickly I wasn't really pushed in that way so there are very few things where I've actually stuck with it long enough to see the benefit of it mm. but I think now because this is something that's so like I well you know I've been thinking about this idea for quite a long time we've talked about it and we've been dragging our feet about even doing the first recording we're like yeah yeah months ago we're like we're gonna do this this is a great idea yes and it, you know yeah we're gonna do that podcast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we're gonna yeah. do the podcast and then yeah. when we actually are like gonna set up the recording time for it it's like oh once we start you know we're gonna be accountable and we have to actually do it it's scary like it's hard and we're the ones who are coming up with it but it's hard for us too to say okay we're we're actually gonna be dedicated enough to ourselves to do this and to mm. stick with it I can put yeah. a million other people in front of me and I've never been able to stick to the things that are for my own personal benefit it's so hard like mm. I will you know if if my husband or if my dog needed well my dog needs a walk every day do you think I want to go for a walk multiple times a day we live in an apartment do you think I want to go and have to take him downstairs to pee before he goes to bed like no I don't want to do that but I know I have to mm. because he needs it you know it's you do what you have to do except when it comes to me mm. like I don't do what I have to do for myself and I just don't understand why and I want to change it <laughs> well and that, that's the beauty of this whole thing right They're like we're gonna figure it out it's interesting too because as you were talking about sticking with something if we're gonna I'm gonna use this word a lot and I actually love when I feel this I, I get really triggered <laughs> <laughs> 
And I love when I'm triggered because it's like, ooh, why? Let's investigate. Yeah, you're like, oh, bing, 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 yeah, something's yeah. going on. Ooh, let's talk about <laughs> yes. it. Um, so it's interesting because for me, I almost look at this experiment as I would lo- I'm excited about the toolbox, right? Mm-hmm. But I have less... And, but this is something I want to challenge within myself and see if it's, is it a limiting belief or is it like, is it really true for me? I don't know that I want to put things in the toolbox that require consistency or that require me to do them every day, or whether I just want to put stuff in there. That's like things that I can draw on when I'm feeling a certain way. I'm really interested to like observe that, um, difference within me. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the whole point of the toolbox is that I think there are going to be, there's going to be a variety of things in there. Mm. I think there are going to be the things that we realize I do need to do that every day, or I do need to do that very regularly, you know, Yeah. where it's a couple times a week, but you have to consistently be doing that thing in order to um, get the benefit of it. And then I think there are going to be other things in there that you can draw on once every so often that's always there in your back pocket ready for you to use. Um, But because you've kind of trained yourself and you know now that that's something that you can turn to as a tool, that you can use it in those one-off situations. Exactly. I, I know, like, there's going to be, you know, for me, I'm... Um, I love nature. Nature really um, calms me down. It takes the stress away, all that kind of stuff. And I'm very lucky to be living very close to a a lot of beautiful hiking trails, rainforest, all that kind of stuff. Um, But it doesn't mean that every single day, like going on a hike to, to deal with whatever stress I'm dealing with won't work for me every single day. Mm. So I need to know what I can turn to when I don't have time for a hike or I don't have the energy levels for a hike or I don't have, you know, I need something small that will fit into a 15 minute window, something to kind of help me in that moment or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Which really speaks to what you were saying in the beginning, like the whole purpose or how this even came about and in the conversations you and I had kind of leading up to finally hitting record was we as and and this is kind of going back to so many things you said because we're not taught how to take care of ourselves in the like self-care sense like sure we may be taught how to boil an egg or go for a walk (laughs) i know how to do my laundry (laughs) exactly but like the stuff that really like nourishes our soul or like helps us stay even Mm -hmm. that stuff we're not taught and so i like we, what you and I really spoke about was we need to experiment enough that we know what works and what doesn't and start to build that toolbox so that yeah. when we're in those moments, we have things to draw on. And I think even what you said there is interesting because I don't, and this is like my analytical brain going, I'm like, oh, it's almost <laughs> like we could put a spreadsheet together where it's like, this is a good thing for when I'm feeling with, I've got this amount of time and I'm feeling yeah. this kind of way, which is like <laughs> probably way too much on <laughs> the point of your toolbox, but it could be. But uh, it could but be. Yeah. 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 But it's like having enough variety in your toolbox mm-hmm. that you can just about cater to every kind of situational circumstance that's going to come up when you are feeling stressed or anxious or exhausted or I, I must I should have had a notebook because I have so many like other episode things we can talk about like cortisone feelings talking about the window of tolerance like there's so many things that are going to apply yeah. to how we really I think it comes down to mental health this is mental health at Absolutely. its purest right yeah. and it's it's 
it's going to be different for each person. And I think that's something that a lot of the, the traditional self-care or wellness type things, yes, they can end up applying to people in different ways. Like I know yoga, you know, you can get a lot out of it for your mental health but not everybody is comfortable in that realm or it's not going to resonate the same with everybody. And it's I too think, prescriptive, right? Like there's so much, yeah. like there's so many um, magic pills and mm-hmm. uh, not actual pills, but like, you know, like there's so many strategies, <laughs> but, also but also as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's so much in this self-care space that is touted as being the answer. Mm-hmm. And has never proven to be the answer for me and I like I imagine for you either is like well that didn't and this this is what you and I spoke about too that day in the uh, in the yard where we were I was gonna say (laughs) sipping something but we weren't (laughs) I wish we had been now you're just blatantly lying I know (laughs) gonna get a lot of that on the podcast yeah (laughs) not really uh but you know we, we were sitting there and we were talking about the fact that we get so disheartened when there's this new book that comes out and it's got the answer to, again, air quotes, no one can see my fingers, but it's got the (laughs) answer to my self-care problems and I try it and it doesn't work and I'm like, well, I think a couple of things go through my mind. I'm beyond help. It didn't work. Like I've put all my hopes into that one thing being the solution. And when you and this is like kind of sharing why this project really spoke to me is that I for so long have been looking for the magic pill. And when you described having the toolbox, I was like, yes, why do I keep thinking it needs to be one thing? Like, like you said, it's not going for a walk every day or when every time I feel stressed, like it's about does that, is that the thing I feel like right now is, or is it something else? And actually being able to answer those questions, because how often do we even ask ourselves, like, what do I need right now? And we don't have an answer. Yeah. Right. Honestly, the first time that I started kind of asking these questions or getting frustrated with myself in those situations was when my husband moved in with me and, you know, he moved here from a different country and wasn't working initially. And I would be working crazy long hours, you know, 12, 13 hour days. And I'd come home and I was not used to having somebody in my space and I'm very, I'm a highly sensitive person, so I need my alone time, my downtime, which I didn't realize about myself at that time. Um, but, you know, so I'd come home and I'd be frustrated and I would lash out at him, which wasn't fair, but I didn't know. And he would be like, well, what do you need every day? Like, when you come home, should I run you a bath and have a glass of wine waiting? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, you don't like b- bubble baths. I'm like, no, I do like them, but it won't work every day. And, you know, it was this, like, thing of, like, yes, that's great, but also it's wrong, <laughs> you yeah. know? But, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I w- was getting so frustrated. I took it out on him, but I was frustrated with myself that I didn't have an answer. Like, I didn't know what I needed. I had no idea and when you're in that moment where everybody's looking to you and you're like trying to scream out and say like I need something I need something because it's what's going on right now is not right but I didn't know how to articulate any of it I didn't know what I needed Mm -hmm. and it was so frustrating and I feel like so much of my life has been spent that way and I just want to know at least I'm not going to have the answer in every situation, but I want some clarity. I want to know, I want to have a little list or a little spreadsheet or a little whatever 
saying, you know, okay, I'm feeling down today. You know, instead of just sitting here and moping around or doing the things that I think are going to be, you know, going and having a bath or, you know, the, the things that are the easy choices. Okay, what do I actually need? You know, mm. here are some different options I can do. You know, how yes. much time do I have? How much energy? How much help do I need? <laughs> you know, how how bad is it today? You know, and, well, is it about doing like, do I need to do something or is it about exactly. being like, do I or need do to I just not be... need to do something? Yeah, something, you know, exactly. I do. I just need to be in my own space. I just need to zone out. Do I like, and which is, you know, what we're talking about in terms of like permission giving and, and, yeah. you know, again, intention comes into it. Um, yeah. I, and, and, you know, so much of what you said there too resonates with me in terms of looking outward for the answers is yeah. I, I also think something that we're taught because when when something's not going right in our life we often try to blame someone else which is just human nature also yeah. a taught a taught thing but we like because I do the same thing with my husband where I'm like why don't you know how to fix me <laughs> <laughs> fix me damn it and and then when he does it it's like causing relationship problems and it all started with me and it started with me not knowing how to because you know the thing you were saying is like I don't even know what I want I think and this is something I'm curious to kind of investigate as well I feel like we're always trying to just feel better to feel joyful to you know come back to those probably core desired feelings so it's probably going to be individual for everyone but coming back like how do I feel that again or how do I not feel this and I I wonder even if that's a a way that we're going to help ourselves reframe as we go through this process is like moving away from this like how do I get away from this feeling to how do I get to that other feeling you know and I was going to say too I just feel like the process of going through this journey and like I really do hope you the listener comes with us and like does your own experiment you know you might choose to try the things that we do each month or you might come up with your own and just be on the journey with us. I feel like just the practice of looking, of becoming aware, of searching, of feeling, of checking in is going to help this whole shtick in and of itself, like just getting to be able to answer those questions more easily. Well, I even find, even since I've kind of started mulling over this idea, is that I've become more aware and more in touch. And I've been, this is a bit of a dramatic way of saying it, but I've been standing up for myself a little bit more against myself in a way where it's like, where I'm just like, I'm just going to be lazy today and I'm going to do nothing. I'm like, no, just sit for a second and think about it. You know, do you really want to be doing that? Some days, yeah, I do. Other days, I'm like, okay, I'll try a little bit harder or I'll try to do, you know, you just become more aware and that awareness Mm. definitely is the first step. And I think I'm really excited to see through this experiment how everything unfolds and to see how far we can take it. I think it's going to be awesome. I totally agree. Me too. And, you know, what you just said there about like, I don't know if this is extreme, I think you said, or, or I can't remember what you said, but. I don't think yeah. it is because it's yeah. like for you to stand up for yourself, especially when you were saying the thing about you're an obliger and so you like to visualize like your yeah. boss. I kind of see it as like your boss saying, like standing up for you, to, yeah. you know, which has exactly. not happened in the other real life situations of yeah. boss, bossness. <laughs> Side note. <Ooh>. Yes. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll dive into that another day. might have been why it was so terrible. Oh, my God. Indeed. <laughs> but, yeah, like I, I think that it – 
I actually really like that as an analogy for this whole situation is again, we, and like, this is easy for me to relate to having children is I have really struggled to stand up for myself in the past being a people pleaser as well. Yeah. And I find it a lot easier to stand up for my children and what I believe I want for their lives. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep, because you're taking care of them. You're going to yeah. make them eat their damn vegetables, even if they don't want to in the moment, because you know, vegetables are good for you or whatever, like yeah. whatever it is, we, f- we know that, that it's hard taking mm. care of somebody. They don't, they don't see that they need to be doing something yet. So you yes. force it on them a little bit. Well, and, and I, I even think- see it like more from the perspective of standing up for them to other people so like no what she wants is valid or like you know saying that kind of stuff which is the stuff that I'm trying to learn now like I'm actually very grateful for my role as a mother because I'm learning through parenting them it's just just like yeah it's a minefield (laughs) (laughs) the hardest part I promise you this the hardest part of parenting is reparenting yourself a hundred percent a hundred percent. So, but again, like to that point, I find it so much easier to stand up for their rights, their, you know, whatever it may be. I, yeah. Yeah. For the first time, I really want to like go and walk in marches and make the world a better place. So that it's better for them. Why don't I feel that for myself? Like, why have I not gone and marched for women's equality or whatever for my own equality, even though I've really like cared about it now with daughters, I'm wanting to take action and I, I shouldn't judge myself for that because it's, it's just something that I'm becoming aware, aware of, but it does raise questions for me of like, but why, why do I all of a sudden have actionable passion? It's Mm. easier to take care of other people than it is for ourselves because you can see it. It's like you're watching a movie in front of you. Right. And you're, telling the characters you should do this you should do that oh here i'm gonna do this you know well no one's saying like um don't be so precious or don't be like you know kind of the emotional Mm -hmm. point too like because it's because it's external to me i don't feel like anyone's kind of saying like oh how ridiculous as much as when i'm defending and this is very much something that comes up in my family when i want something for myself it's like don't be so ridiculous or like don't be so um, over the top or precious or any of those things that basically gaslight how you're feeling. (laughs) That's why we don't know how to take care of ourselves. That's why self-care is not a thing because it Mm. has never been taught before and it is almost that thing of like, how dare you? How dare you put yourself first? Like the fact that people say selfish all the time about mm. all kinds of things like i'll tell my nieces and nephew yeah go be selfish that's fine. right you i know? think selfish needs to be reclaimed like yeah it's such a negative thing and i'm like sometimes that is exactly what it needs to be mm. and yes being a selfish person in general if you're you know if you're hurting other people or you're taking away from other people that's a different thing mm. but i don't know i just think it's it there's such a negative connotation there and there shouldn't be yeah because that's it's been taken away from us and again I feel like it's not fair across genders (laughs) like I feel like men are more readily able to um take time for themselves or you know like they're not questioned they're not like how dare you that that doesn't come up but the audacity of a woman (laughs) I'm maybe gonna get on the gender bandwagon a bit in this (laughs) a bit in this podcast (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe. Can't say for it's sure. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't say for sure. <laughs> but I say yeah. that I know it sounds like I'm really angry about it, and I am. But <laughs> the truth is, I'm also really curious. And I do, because I think we need to, this is the thing, right? I think the antidote to judgment is curiosity. So if we can bring curiosity to the, because you can't be curious and judgmental. I just don't think that that's possible, right? Like you, curiosity to me is going, ooh, what's Mm -hmm. that? Like it's kind of. I think a curiosity, it it connotes a a level of openness. Yes. Where you're open-minded, you're open to whatever is going to lay out before you you're so, not trying to prove you anything to yourself you or can't otherwise. do that if you're being judgmental because yes. being judgmental means that you've taken a side already absolutely you know, you're coming from it and everybody's coming from a certain perspective so yes you're going to take whatever information comes to you and you're going to it's going to go through the filter of your life right and exactly. your experiences and all of that kind of stuff um but yeah you have to be open to a degree yeah and i think that's part of this experiment like it's it's fun to me it's gonna be fun being open with myself because mm. i'm very open and open-minded about other people and other so situations much. like i'm very accepting of all kinds of different things and just not curious you. about everything <laughs> just not me yeah like i've never done that with myself i've yeah. never allowed myself i've always put pressure on myself i have to know how i feel and what i think and all these things mm. and why why would I put that pressure on myself I don't put it on anybody else Mm. you know I give everybody else leeway to you know which is where the curiosity comes in like "Mm, why why do I do that like and that's what I want to encourage us and everyone Mm. who participates with us to do is bring curiosity in as many areas and add it as many opportunities as possible because I feel like that helps us get to a deeper level of understanding and awareness which again is the first step absolutely um which truthfully I don't think unless you get that level of awareness and you understand what's driving your behavior or your lack of behavior or your belief patterns or systems or whatever if you can't get to that deeper level everything's going to be surface and I don't know about you but for me this experiment is about getting deeper and understanding not just how to feel better but why I don't now you know like why why don't I because so a little background on me is like I've just had my second baby I got really lost with my first um postpartum journey because I dove too deeply into the role of mother intentionally or not I don't know that it was fully intentional it was also just kind of the circumstances with which my family evolved into which does make me sound a little bit like I was victim to the situation like there was definitely a whole lot of choices that came with it but I really went into this second postpartum journey saying like I need to have more things that I uh that are me that like because because the thing I like to say is I'm a woman first I'm a wife second and I'm a mother third and I really like to have that um priority because I need to be the woman first and interestingly that's the role I know least about I know least about myself as a woman compared to knowing who I am as a wife and who I am as a mother despite the fact that they are only three years old (laughs) you know compared to what 32 years of I should know myself I think that that's the thing though is that is that that role of who we are comes last all the time Mm. but I think it's the the key I mean it's so cliched but it's always like take care of yourself first and then you can 
like then you'll actually be able to be be a better wife a better Mm. mother a better the oxygen mask right exactly Mm. but it's so true where it's like oh yeah i know in my relationships and in my life i'm not a very good wife sometimes i'm not a very good friend sometimes i'm not a very good mother to my dog (laughs) you know like i'm not a good um member of my family you know, because I haven't taken care of myself and I'm Mm. so at, you know, my wits end that I can't give anything else to everybody else, but I'm trying, I keep trying to do it. It's like banging my head against a brick wall. It's like, I just keep trying to do the same thing. Mm. And that's the whole point of this, this project is to stop doing that. Because it's also like, about myself. It's also like you raise a great point too in, what not taking care of ourselves and not knowing who we are how much resentment that breeds you know because again it is it is it is a victim blaming uh, not a victim blaming like it's it's victimhood in action is us going like i'm resentful of you because i can't be who i want to be because you're not letting me which is not true but that's what we convince ourselves of yeah and what we're taught to do again this is you know how we were all raised (laughs) unfortunately um but yeah there's so much resentment that comes from it and you know resentment was a huge piece of my boundaries journey that i've been on for the last Mm. six months because And, you know, I think bound, I've read a fantastic book called Unfuck Your Boundaries. If anyone wants to read it, they totally should. Yeah. But it really talks about how there's, you know, we've got personal boundaries. We've got boundaries with other people. We've also got things like time boundaries or um, possessions boundaries, like boundaries around the things that we own. There's so many different ways that we can apply boundaries. I have lots of those. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh. Don't touch my stuff. That's hilarious. I'm not a very possession boundary person. My husband is, and I've been paying him out for it for years because he's like, I'm like, oh, can I just use your laptop for this thing? And he's like, um. That's me with Greg. I'm like, please don't touch. Like, don't. Uh, like, I'm trying to not because it sounds so petty. And I'm like, what is that? What but, you know, it's interesting. Mean? Yeah, because like, so he was doing that for years and I've only ever like made so much fun of him for, for being like that. I'm like, oh, you're so ridiculous. You but then I read this book and I was like, oh, that's a legitimate boundary. And so I had yeah. to like back up, apologize, which is hard for me. <laughs> And, and actually, like, respect his boundaries around his stuff now, um, yeah. thanks to this book. Oh, bloody unfuck your boundaries. What are you, what are you doing <laughs> to me? Damn it. Um, teaching us things. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to do now. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's really int- – I forgot the point I was going on here now. But, um, oh, the boundaries <laughs> resentment. Once right. the boundaries in place, especially I've noticed this with family who I put boundaries in place with, I stop thinking they're terrible people <laughs> when uh, yeah. when I have boundaries because now I'm like I don't have to be resentful of you anymore because before when I didn't have a boundary and you were just doing whatever you liked and I was like I don't like that but you didn't know about it that forms resentment whereas now yeah. I have a boundary and if they encroach on that boundary I just say hey remember that boundary we laid yeah you're you're doing that thing again and yeah. there's there's far less opportunity for resentment to even turn up So, and I feel like the same thing can apply to us as individuals when we're like doing, again, like you being your own boss. That's exactly it. If I set up those own boundaries for myself and if I'm sticking to it and I'm being good to myself and continuing on with those things, then I can, I don't have to be mad at anybody else. I'm not the victim in the situation. I'm taking charge and I'm doing what I need to do. And I know 
where my boundaries are and I can communicate those boundaries to the other people in my life and make their lives a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. You know, because they understand those boundaries because I understand those boundaries. Yeah. You know? But this like, is the how other am thing I too, supposed like... to do anything if I don't understand it to begin with. And I think you raised such an important point there too, which is I think what we all need to unlearn and relearn as part of this process is that when we start making it like a habit and a known thing that we take care of ourselves, other people are going to see that and start to respect it. It doesn't happen straight yeah. away, but it, like they don't need to understand. This is the one thing I had to give up on. It's not about them understanding. Yeah. Because I used to really That's like hard one. go to town, like <laughs> I'll explain it to you again yeah. <laughs> because you and don't I'll seem to get it. it. In seven different ways. Exactly. And then be disappointed <laughs> when they still don't get it. Yeah. It's not about understanding. It's about respect. You don't have to understand yeah. why someone's doing something. You just have to respect that it's their decision. Yeah. And we have, and this is the other thing too. We have to do it for other people, for them to also like, like we have to emulate or um, reflect the behavior that we want them to yeah. you know, yeah. bring back to us. And which is also hard because that's a, that's, that's a learned habit. Yeah. yeah. We need to stop judging other people for their decisions. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I'm going to listen back to this episode and be like, wow, I judged a lot of people. <laughs> Before I told people not to judge hey, other people. We never said we were perfect. Exactly. It's a journey. It's a journey. We just say that as to everything. Yes. Yeah. an excuse for it. It's a journey. I'm on a journey. Leave me alone. That should be our, like, <laughs> that the ending credits is like, and we're on a journey. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, but yeah, I think once people start to like, realize that that's, that's the new you, people find it really hard to get to know the new you. But once they recognize the new you then they start to understand oh that's just that's just how it is like maddie's like that kristen's like that like but that's the thing is that every people are adaptable yeah everybody's so adaptable you just have to stick to it get through that hard part and stick with it yes choose that hard again oh yeah choose the hard right yeah and it's everybody gets used to everything yes you you get used to people you get used to behaviors we get used to ourselves and being stuck in a certain pattern of behavior and once we like get through that uncomfortable beginning part where we really have to try it becomes the new normal i mean we're all used to that now after the pandemic right normal or whatever like we adapted we're all we all wear masks everywhere now you know it's fine just watch the handmaid's tale you'll realize people can get used to anything Oh, no. In a really bad that way. That's a, that's a terrible example. But you'll see, people are adaptable. And Maddie took it there. She just went dark on the yeah. whole thing. But it is an interesting commentary on people's adaptability. I to, yeah, I need to. I'm debating if I want to watch it or if I want to read it first. We've really yeah. established that you're not the reader. I'm not. But I, I do know if you are a reader, you should read first because okay. the thing I like, part of the reason I don't read more is because so much of the stuff I would read, I've already watched. And right. then I find it like, especially I would have loved to have read game of Thrones, but oh, I never did. I watched that either. Oh, see, I watched it and it meant that when I tried to start reading it, because you know what's coming. You can't. Oh, it's the worst. No. You can't go back and read it after but, you've watched it. No, but watching, knowing what's coming is different because you want to see how it's visually different to your imagination. Yes. Right? Exactly. You can read first and then yes. watch it. Yes. Other way, kinda, not so much. A lot of times it still sucks, but... Because <laughs> you're like, it's why so did awful. they make that choice? That was yeah, dumb. Why yeah. did they do that? Like when they I read Harry Potter it. as a kid and I was like, what do you mean her name's not Hermoyne? Hermoyne. <laughs> like, what do you 
mean Hermione? What is this? What is this nonsense? Yeah, like the whole thing has changed. Yeah. You guys are morons. I'm not listening to it. Exactly. Her name's Hermione. Come on now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's totally like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I guess we should wrap this up because now we've been talking for quite a long time. Um, but Easy I think, done. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I'm surprised we're even wrapping it up now. Um, <laughs> so our next episode is going to be our very first episode in the first. I guess we can. Do we want to announce it now, or do we want to announce it in the first? Sure. Episode? I kind of have already said it a couple of times. You have a little bit. Okay, so our first thing that we are going to be delving into and working on is how to be intentional. So that is going to be our very first episode uh, is going to be about that. And we are going to go on a journey for a month about how to be intentional. So exciting. Um, And I guess we will talk to you then. See you in the next episode. What's the thing? How are we signing off? We're just human. It's a journey. It's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey. Bye. (laughs) 